Welcome to Salt and Light with Pastor Rodney Finch. Salt and Light is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel, Cary. Jesus, speak to me. Open your word and reveal your heart to me. Salt and Light is a series of verse-by-verse studies through the Bible, focusing on its practical application to our everyday lives. Salt and Light is recorded live at Calvary Chapel, Cary, in Apex, North Carolina. Stay tuned. At the end of the program, we will give you information on how to contact us, so be sure to have a pen and paper ready. Today, Pastor Rodney will be teaching from the book of Luke, chapter 24. So grab your Bibles and follow along. Now with today's teaching, here's Pastor Rodney. Just you and God. And reading his word and letting God speak and, and, and letting the verses and the passages just jump out and the word of God just explodes and comes alive and your heart burns. Keep in mind, these guys are discouraged and defeated on this road to Emmaus. But after he speaks the word, their hearts are burning and full of passion. They go from discouragement and defeat to a faith that has been rekindled and reignited. And their limping doubt becomes leaping faith. And the garment of praise has replaced the spirit of heaviness. And heartbreak has turned to heartburn after Jesus spoke the word to them. And in verse 33, notice that very same hour, they took off to Jerusalem to tell others. By this time, listen, it's night and the roads are dark. And as I said, there's no street lamp. So they didn't care about the danger and they didn't care about the distance and they didn't care about the night. They had good news and the good news couldn't wait to be shared. And isn't that the way it's supposed to be? When you have good news, you can't wait to share it. That's just the way we're wired. We're wired that way. You go see a good movie. You get out of the movie, you in the parking lot tweeting and texting and Facebooking, and oh, you got to come see this movie. This is a great movie. Oh, you just, oh, I'll wait right here. I'll go with you again. <laughs> you just got, I mean, you just got to share it. You got to post it on Facebook. Oh, you got to go see this movie. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. You got to, that's the best thing ever. When you have some good news, you want to share it. How come we as believers have the good news of the gospel and we don't share it? And we don't tell people about it. Is it because our hearts are not burning? Because if your heart is burning, you'll want to tell somebody. You'll want to share it. You'll, you'll want to share the good news of the gospel. We'll notice we've got to move forward in verses 36 through 43. Look at verse 36. Now, as they said these things, Jesus himself stood in the midst of them, and he said to them, peace to you. But they were terrified and frightened and supposed that they had seen a ghost. And when he had said to them, why are you troubled? And why do doubts arise in your hearts? Behold, my hands, look at my hands, look at my feet, that it is I myself. Handle me, touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. And when he had said this, he showed them his hands and his feet. But while they still did not believe now for joy... And marveled, he said to them, y'all got anything to eat? 
And they gave him a piece of broiled fish and some honeycomb, and he took it, and he ate it in their presence. These guys are hurriedly making their way back to Jerusalem, and when they get there, listen, look at me, give me your attention. When they get there, they find the disciples. John chapter 20 tells us they find the disciples gathered in the upper room behind shut doors and locked. And the reason the doors are shut and locked because of fear of the Jews, that, that the Jews might want to try and hunt them down and, and since they were followers of Jesus. So they were afraid. And they're behind closed doors. And Mark tells us that they are still at the table talking. And the conversation probably sounded something like this. Did you hear? The lady said that he's risen. And these two disciples, they, 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 they said that he was, uh, uh, they were headed home to Emmaus and a man appeared to them out of thin air and was talking about the Bible. And then, then they invited him in and, and they had communion. And then the man just right in the middle of communion, he just vanished. And then something they told us, they told us something happened in their hearts. Their hearts were burning. Well, while they were in the middle of the conversation, are you getting this in verse 36? Right in the middle of that conversation, Jesus appeared and said, Shalom. Shalom. Peace. Peace to you. And they were terrified and afraid. In the Greek language, they were wigged out. Which I don't blame them. Jesus is standing in the midst and they think he's a ghost. And if they are anything like me, they're probably trying to get out of the room. Jesus is standing in the midst, and they think he's a ghost. They're trying to get out of the room. Listen, I don't want to be near ghosts. I told you they, they, they y'all, I told you guys they got that, that new reality show, another one. Ghost hunters or chasers where they go chase ghosts. Why would anybody in their right mind go and chase a ghost? If ghosts are over there, Pastor Rodney is going over there. If ghosts are upstairs, Pastor Rodney's going outside. They got the ghost stuff. They got all the ghost equipment. I don't even know how you get ghost equipment. There's a store to sell ghost equipment. Ghosts are us. I mean, you know, they're ghost equipment. You know, they had all the ghost equipment and they go up and they got the lights and Ooh. Ooh. The lights and the honey, they look in the camera and oh, we think we see something over there. It's over there. Shh. Ooh. They got the little Geiger counter with them and all this, you know, the ghosts. Ah, we tracked the ghosts. See the movement right there? Shh. See? I'm like, what is, what is wrong with these people? Are you kidding me? Listen, if a ghost is in the house, I am leaving. You can have the house and the payments. Can the ghost pay the rent? If so, you can have the house. I don't want anything to do with ghosts. These guys are probably trying to get out because they believe Jesus is a ghost. Now get the scene. Jesus steps in the room. They're freaked out and terrified. And what does Jesus do? Jesus says, look at my hands and look at my feet. And then Jesus leaves no room for doubt. 
He says, handle me. Jesus wants them to see he's not a ghost and that he has flesh and bones. Now, saints, listen, if you're taking notes, you write this down. This is the central message of the Christian faith. This is what Christianity believes. We believe in the physical, bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ. Can I get a witness in this room? We believe, I'm going to wait. I take it you believe the same. We believe in the physical bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ. When Jesus rose from the grave, he rose a touchable, tangible body. He wasn't a ghost. He wasn't a spirit. He wasn't an energy. He wasn't a force. He wasn't a phantom. He wasn't an ethereal force at all. He had a physical body that could be touched and handled. And that is why 1 John chapter 1, verse 1 reads, this, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled concerning the word of life. John wrote this in first John. The book of first John was written, as I told you, if you were with me last week, I think worthy to be reiterated. I think John was written that to refute the Gnostic heresy. There was a heresy going throughout the church that was teaching that when Jesus rose from the grave, that he did not rise a physical body, that he rose a spirit, or that he rose as a ghost, if you will, that you couldn't touch him, that you couldn't shake his hand. They taught that when he walked on the sand, that he only, he didn't leave footprints, that he never, nobody ever saw him bite or eat food or anything because he was a spirit. That was the Gnostic heresy. They call it Gnosticism. The word Gnostic means to know. It actually means to have super knowledge. So they claim to have, these Gnostics claim to have super knowledge about the resurrection of Jesus. And John, this is the same writer of the Gospel of John, the same writer of the book of Revelation, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John. John takes the time to tell them, no, 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 that's wrong. The reality is, when Jesus rose from the grave, we saw him. Our eyes looked upon him. Our hands handled him. We hugged him. We ate with him. He is the word of life. When Mary Magdalene uh, uh, heard Jesus' voice, she grabbed him and held on to him. And Jesus said to her, let me go. You can't handle me. Go and tell the rest that I've risen. You see, the Christian faith rises. Listen, the Christian faith rises and falls on one thing. The resurrection. If Christ be not risen, our faith is in vain. If Christ be not risen, then you are not a Christian. You're not a believer. If Christ be not risen, then he is just like any other dead prophet, Confucius, Muhammad, any other dead prophet, if Christ be not risen. But 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 12 through 20, Paul tells us, but Christ is risen. Clap your hands for the Lord. Will you do that? Christ is risen. 
Now, in verse 40, Jesus shows the disciples, notice his hands in verse 39 and 40. He shows the disciples his hands and feet, and he looks at the scars and, and, and says, look at the scars. Someone once said, the only man-made thing in heaven are the wounds from the nails in his hands and feet. Very interesting, in Revelation, and you might want to look it up in your own time, Revelation 5, in the heavenly scene, we have a picture of a lamb with the marks of slaughter. In Mark, it tells us when he was on the road to Emmaus that he appeared in a different form. What form? We don't know. When he appeared to Mary, the Bible says he appeared as a gardener. I don't know. Maybe he had on some overalls, a straw hat, probably had some hay in his mouth. He's standing there. Hey, Mary. I don't know. He appeared as a gardener and here with the disciples. He obviously looks like Jesus as they finally calmed down and ate with them and talked with them. Apparently, Jesus can look like somebody or something different if he wants to. Well, in verse 41, at one point they can't believe it because they're afraid. And now they can't believe it because it's too good to be true. Fickle people. Now they can't believe it because it's too good to be true. Notice, while they still did not believe for joy, Jesus says, hey, guys, you got anything to eat? They are so excited to see him. Once they know that it is him, they're touching him, and they're like, hey, it's you. It's, it's really you. They're touching his head and touching, oh, it's you. It's, they're just so excited for joy. And, and in the midst of all of that, Jesus says, hey, y'all got anything in the fridge? And then they fed him some broiled fish and some honey. Obviously, Jesus liked to eat healthy. Got to get that omega-3. So they fed him some broiled fish. That's the way he liked it. Broiled, black. And I was at a restaurant the other day. Last, about two weeks ago, I was in a fish restaurant. They served fish there, and I... Look, the menu, and the lady says, would you like that fish blackened or bronzed? I said, bronzed? I said, what is bronze? I had never heard of bronze in my, anybody, anybody heard of bronze before? Bronze, nobody, in all four services, I, I met one person that ever heard of bronze. Nobody's heard of bronze in this room. Okay, bro, who? Raise your hand if you heard of it. You, you have heard of bronze. Okay, so me and you are the smartest two people in the room. There you go. And uh, so she says to me, she says, would you like a bronze? I did not. I never heard of bronze. I said, what is bronze? She said, well, it's the way you cook it in the temperature or something. You can bronze it with all kinds of stuff. And this bronze, I ordered a piece of salmon. This bronze was like uh, with, um, with uh, honey and, and brown sugar. Ain't that making y'all hungry? I know it. I got to give you some sand at the church. And uh, so, you know, you bronze it and everything like that. So now you know. Now you go to a restaurant. See, you've been more educated since you came to church today. <laughs> now, say, now you go out to a restaurant and they, you order some fish. You just tell the waitress, say, you know what? I like uh, to please. I like to have it uh, bronzed. She'll go bronze. You say, yes, 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 bronze. You don't know what bronze is? Bronze, bronze, they want it bronzed. I'm a classy guy, I want it bronzed. 
And Jesus, he, he wanted it broiled. And they uh, gave him some honeycomb on the side. Now, Jesus, listen, he isn't eating because he's hungry. He isn't eating because he's hungry, and he isn't eating because he's worn out from a busy day. Amen. He's not like, woo, I, sure, I am beat. I've been zooming all over the place, and I said, Emmaus, and I found Peter, and then Mary, she's pulling all on me. I'm like, woman, get off of me. I'm tired. Pulling all over me, I'm beat, I'm starving, somebody get me something to eat. That's not why he wants to eat. Listen, Jesus asked for some food. Why? Because, watch this, you'll love it. He is manifesting the new model. The new model? The resurrected body. I honestly think, because God knows, stay with me, because God knows the end from the beginning, I honestly believe that he knows that, that in just a few short years, people are going to come up with, because the Gnostic heresy actually began to take root around A.D. 90, and, and he knew in just you know, a couple of you know, 10, 20 years, this Gnostic heresy was going to come up, that he was just a spirit, and Jesus wants to refute all that and make it undeniably clear that when he rose from the grave, he rose as a physical body and a spiritual body because he could walk through walls and he could just show up at places. But in order to refute that Gnostic heresy before it ever gets going, Jesus says, get me something to eat. Just to refute the Gnostic heresy and to show off that resurrected body. Listen, let me ask you a question. When's the last time you had heartburn? When's the last time you had heartburn? Can you look back and remember when you were on fire for the Lord? And has your flame turned into a flicker? Can you look back and remember, you know, I used to be really excited about the Lord. I used to tell people about the Lord. I used to share the Lord. Man, I used to get the CDs and pass them out or tell people to, you know, go to the web and listen, do whatever I could to get the word out, but you don't do that anymore. Maybe when you read the word, is it dry to you? Are you bored? When you read the Bible, are you bored? I would encourage you, get alone with God and ask God to turn that flicker back into a flame. That your heart will begin to burn for him to reignite your flame. Listen, it is not going to happen by you going to the next conference. It is not going to happen by you praying that it happens. It is not going to happen by you getting involved in the next big worship thing. The only way that that flame is going to be set up, that flicker is going to be set ablaze to a flame again, is if you get alone with God and allow him to open the scriptures to you and your heart will begin to burn. You begin to meditate. When is the last time that you just sat, just you and and the Lord, and just read, read the Bible, and just let the Word of God just speak to you. It's a quiet time. 
Last time you sat and even just had time just in prayer even. Other than say church corporate prayer. You get up in the morning and you just go about your day. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for waking me up this morning. Go about your day. Is that you? Listen, God has more for you than that. I'm your pastor. I'm trying to help you. God's got more for you than that. God's got a deeper relationship for you than that. God wants to take you to another level. But in order for him to do that, you got to slow down. And you got to make time for him. We make time for what's important. You know, obviously Facebook is important to a lot of people. Because I got, I got a, y'all know I got a fan page, but I, you know what I post on there? I post the word of God. I write devotions and I, I love to write. And, and, and actually, I'm, someday I'm going to finish a book, but I've been working on it for a really long time. But I love to write and I write devotional things. You guys know when you're on my fan page, you know, and, and, and I post it there. But I see people on Facebook and, you know, and Christians, and I'm like, I've, I've often wondered, how come Christians don't use Facebook as a, a tool to, to, to share the word of God and to share the love of God? Instead, we're posting stuff up there like, well, I'm having peas for dinner tonight. Who cares? Why not use it to glorify God? We make time for that which is important to us? And is your spiritual life important enough to you for you to make some time with the Lord? 10 minutes in the morning, 15 minutes in the morning. I realize you don't have an hour, hour and a half. You can't sit for an hour reading the Bible and then go to work and the boss say, how come you late? And you go, well, I was just spending time with the Lord. (laughs) And he'll say, well, here's your pink slip. Why don't you go home and spend all the time you want? With the Lord. Oh, I understand that. That's not practical and that's not a good witness. But 10 or 15 minutes, just read the word of God. Just having a devotion. Just meditating on the word of God. How do you meditate on the word of God, Rodney? Well, you read the Bible. You read the word. And then you just, you just think on it. The word meditate means to chew. For example, I want you to turn really quick. I'm, I'm like over time. But I want, I, want you to, I, want you to, I want to help you here. I want you to get this. Psalm 1. Turn to Psalm 1. Quickly. Open your Bible halfway and you're in the book of Psalms. And then go to chapter 1. Psalm chapter 1. How do you meditate, Rodney? Because I, I want my life to be right with God and I want to make time for God in my life. Amen? 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 Amen. 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 Look at Psalm 1. Now, here's how you meditate. Look, you read the Bible. First of all, you pray, and you ask the Lord to open your eyes, and then you read. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel, Psalm 1.1, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he does what, saints? Meditates day and night. That word meditate means to chew on it. He chews on the word day and night, and then he'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in its season and whose leaf does not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So you look at that and you say, you know, think about it. You sit there. You sit there. Quiet. Sit there. And you think about, man, the Bible says, blessed is a man that walks not in the counsel. I shouldn't be seeking counsel from ungodly people according to the word of God. 
I shouldn't be seeking counsel from ungodly people, and I shouldn't be standing in the path of sinners, and I shouldn't be sitting with people who scorn God and scorn others, but I should delight in the law of the Lord. And if I delight in God's law, and I meditate in God's law, I'm going to be like a tree planted by the rivers of living water, and I'm going to bring forth fruit in, in its season. This is what God's word says, and, and, and God, I, I want to bring forth fruit. So, Lord, I pray you just help me to bring forth that fruit. And you just sit there and you talk with God and you let his word talk to you. That's how you have devotion. That's how you meditate on God's word. And when you do that, the scriptures will open up to you. God, it's a spiritual thing, guys. And it will happen and God will bless you. And if you start your day like that, your day will go better. Things won't be different in your day, but your heart will be different. And that's what it really matters. Is that right? Your heart will be different. And then that flicker will eventually be ablaze again. And you'll be excited about Jesus again. You have been listening to Salt and Light, a radio outreach ministry of Pastor Rodney Finch and Calvary Chapel Cary, located in Apex, North Carolina. Join Pastor Rodney Monday through Friday at this same time. For information regarding service times, you can contact us at 1-800-293-0923. That's 1-800-293-0923. Or you may listen to today's broadcast in its entirety by visiting the media library on our website at cccarry.org. We would like to thank you for tuning in to Salt and Light and pray that you have been blessed. Until next time, may you be salt and light.